The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Hope you had a great weekend. We're out on Friday. I always say that Monday is the best day to get ready for the weekend. Something to shoot for. Something to be optimistic for. We got a busy one for you here on ESPN 1000 as well. We've got Football Fest on Sunday. We got a Bears game on Saturday against the Bills. One to celebrate, too, because it's the last preseason game. Then it's all systems go after that one. And then on Friday, Waddle and I are out at Stony Point Grill in Mokina. So start making your plans. Text your buddies right now as you get off work and say, hey, I hear Waddle and Sylvia are back at Stony Point Grill in Mokina. It's a great spot. We'll be there on Friday, 2 to 6. So make your plans to drink some ice-cold Miller Light with us. It's 19031 Old LaGrange Road in Mokina. Let's do this. We'll have uh, the Nissan Titan Street team out with us. They'll have a lot of great giveaways, including White Sox tickets. And uh, we'll have a good time. Don't, don't do it again, Waddle. Don't do it again. So Stony Point Grill in Mokina this Friday from 2 to 6. Jim Miller is a guy that I covered as a, the Bears quarterback back in my uh, Bears beat days. He was always uh, a fun guy to cover, really accommodating. It's no wonder that he's very successful at what he does in the media. And um, he's been to something like s- to 17 camps already uh, this preseason. He's also... One of the voices of the Bears on television. He does the games on TV with Adam Amin. And uh, he joins us right now in the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. And uh, Jim, what was your reaction when you found out that the Bears were not playing Justin Fields in a lot of these starters? Well, like anybody else, I was disappointed. You know, I think you want this offense to, to mel or to gel and mesh together. Uh, they've had a lot of guys banged up on their offensive line. Obviously, but I, I think Justin Fields needs the work. You know, uh, you know. Well, like I said, I mean, so they didn't play or they didn't practice Friday. I understand they had the joint scrimmage during the week and they felt they got good work in, but the starters really didn't do anything on Friday. They didn't do anything on Saturday because that was the game. Sunday is uh, basically a, a flush day, so there's nothing done yesterday. And then today is just a walkthrough. You know, so, I mean, that's a lot of downtime in my period, in my opinion, for camp, for your first unit to get them ready to play football. Yeah, it's odd, Jim. Obviously, things are done differently these days than when you and I played. But if you were in charge of a program right now, of an organization, how would you try to mix the two, getting your guys enough work, but but also mitigating the risk of injury at the same time? Well, to me, I mean, football players are paid to play football. You know, I did Pittsburgh's training camp. Mike Tomlin has those guys trained that any time that they have the pads on, they are full goal. Everybody is live. They tackle to the ground. And that's why they bring a level of physicality that nobody's ready for at the beginning of the year. I mean, look how they took down Cincinnati week one and picked off Joe Burrow four times. Uh, So Pittsburgh, in my opinion, 
Mike Tomlin, those guys are like old school football. When the pads are on, we're out here to get better. You're going to hit. You're going to tackle. Everything's technique, and it is very physical. And that's how that's how you get better playing football. You got to play it at some point. It's interesting you mentioned that because at the, the week one, the Bears have the Green Bay Packers in town, and this is a great opportunity for our Chicago Bears to make a statement in Week One. And and it sounds like your concern would be, it's not. You know, it's not a given that they won't be ready to play, but but maybe they won't be as ready to play because of the lack of reps in game situations. Yeah, the, well, I mean, think of the defense. They haven't had, I mean, even in this game, I talked to Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, at all levels, they haven't been out there as a unit. I mean, Edmonds has not really practiced, right? Yeah, it's fine. He's doing the walkthroughs and all that, but at some point, you got to do a full speed. Eddie Jackson was down. The D, uh, Walker hasn't been uh uh, in there, and so as a unit, as a whole, how much have they actually done together? I mean, so yeah, you just wonder if they're if they're going to be gelled together as a full unit on both sides of the ball. Former Bears quarterback uh, Jim Miller joining us. He does, of course, all the preseason games on Fox on uh, the hometown call uh, for the Bears. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. The one thing that is has bothered me, Jim, and I talked to Thayer about this on the radio pregame show here on ESPN 1000, is the notion that September is a ramp-up period. I get it for Kansas City. I get it for Cincy. I get it for Buffalo. For the teams that that can't afford a couple of games slip up who will make the playoffs and will peak at the right time to get to the Super Bowl. But like Waddle was just saying with the Bears, like you're setting a culture, the division's wide open, you're playing your rival. I want them ready on September 10th. I don't want September to be a feel-out month. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, week one is, is a division opponent. You win the division, you get to the playoffs. I mean, that's how it's always gone uh, in the NFL. So the goal needs to be to win the division. In week one, you got a division opponent, a rivalry nonetheless, one of the most historic rivalries in football. Yeah, you better be ready to roll, in my opinion. As a former quarterback, Jim, give us your input or your take on, on what you're expecting to see from Justin this year, what he needs to do to get better to take that next step. I think for him, it's about processing the information. You know, he's got to get the ball out of his hand. I think we know the 55 sacks he sustained last year, it's unacceptable. That's not all on the offensive line. Uh, you know, that's on him to be able to process the information, get the ball out of his hands. I, I think a modest goal for, for him, he's got to cut his fumbles in half, right? He had 16 fumbles last year where the ball was on the ground. Uh, the interceptions need to go down because that's too many turnovers overall. And I just think for him, you know, he needs to be about minimum 3,500 yards passing. Uh, I think we know 2,300 yards or 2,400 that he threw for last year is not enough. You know, the, the running game, I think, can be just as good as, as what it was a year ago. But I think the play-action pass game off of it has to be much better. And that's certainly a lot on Justin Fields to get the ball out of his hand. All right, let's talk about the uh, talk of the town, at least for today. Uh, Bajent is is the guy that everyone's talking about. Everyone's giving him nicknames. We liked what he saw. Um, he played a lot in college. Obviously, it's a Division two school, but he, he played and he produced. What, what do you see? Is this kid legit? Yeah, he, he should have been drafted. He should have been a seventh or a sixth-round pick 
uh, in the draft. I talked to Jim Matt Nagy of the Reese's Senior Bowl. He invited him. You know, here's a Division two quarterback from Shepard. Like you said, has thrown for a, a boatload of yards, uh, over 17,000. You know, even two years ago, he had over 5,053 touchdowns. So he's a very accurate passer. And I think you saw it. He, he operated the offense flawlessly. You know, he was checking plays. He's getting in and out of uh, protections. He's deadly accurate uh, with his passes. And he's a better athlete than what people think and why he was able to scamper uh, for a touchdown. So I, I, if he doesn't make the Bears practice squad minimum, he will be on somebody's roster. See, Somebody will pluck him. Yeah. See, Jim, what we're worried about, we've mentioned this on the show already, is I don't think you could get him on the practice squad anymore because if you put him through waivers, I think he's shown enough where someone mm-hmm. now is going to put him on their active roster. Yeah, I, I think somebody would pluck him. You know, you look at Green Bay's situation. they got a fifth-rounder in Sean Clifford basically backing up their starter. There's really not a lot there. On uh, teams, uh, you know, with what happened last year with uh, with uh, Brock Purdy, you know, teams are probably going to carry four quarterbacks, three on the roster, and minimum probably one on the practice squad. And, and like that's my comp. Like, I I think now it's tough to see it because they've seen the production from a guy like Purdy, who was the mm-hmm. the the Mister Irrelevant, or a guy like Romo because he threw for a boatload of yards. But people forget out of Eastern, Romo was undrafted. People forget that Purdy was the seventh-round pick who was the last pick of the draft and was, like, third on the depth chart at this time, if that, in San Francisco. Um, That is sort of what I'm looking at with Bajan. I'm not saying he's going to turn out to be that, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying that there's a possibility because, like those two other quarterbacks, Jim, Bajan has had the reps and the production just like Purdy did at Iowa State and just like Romo did at Eastern. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you brought up Purdy. That was really, it was Purdy that caused all the uh, kabuckus about uh, C.J. Stroud because Purdy tested so well on the cognitive test that a lot of teams were putting more weight into that test this year because everybody was like, all right, what's the, uh, the commonality or what's different about Purdy? And his test was through the roof is why he tested so high. And that why everybody was going back looking at that test this year concerning uh, the quarterback. So, you know, they look at things differently now. And here it didn't affect C.J. Stroud. He still went uh, two overall uh, to the Houston Texans. And But I think teams are like, hey, how, how are we missing on these guys? You know, here's a, a guy drafted last in the draft, and he's starting year one and excelling. You know, and he's played a lot of football. Uh, that's what Purdy did, and I think that's what Bajan has done, too. He's played a ton of football, and he's ready for this. And, and as a quarterback as well, I keep referencing that, Jim, because your eye is trained. When you watch him play, and I get it, it's a small sample size, but he gets it. Like, it, he yeah. looks comfortable being a quarterback. Ball comes out quick. As you said, he processes stuff. That is something that shouldn't be overlooked or shouldn't be valued less when you compare what he brings to the table versus somebody that may have more physical skill than him. Yeah, I agree. I think you, you need a decision maker at that position. You know, if, it, if they, if they also add the, the duality of their, their physical play and, and how they can move and things like that and a big arm, that's even better. But uh, this guy can operate in offense. You need a decision maker who's accurate with the football. How about their offensive coordinator? I like what I saw from Luke Getze last year. I like how he progressed as a play caller. Uh, what have you seen from him that you like, and what are some of the issues maybe that you think he needs to learn from? 
No, I, I liked him too. I thought I, that, I've always classified it as he stayed in his lane. You know, when you look at Matt Nagy, he would go out of the lane of what the Bears needed to do offensively. You know, he, he, he was, it's like he was fighting it. You know, the, the Bears are a run-play-action team, and he incorporated, obviously, the, the RPO stuff with, uh, with Justin Fields, and he designed some quarterback runs. He got him on the move, and I thought they were effective. So I, I think he knows where their lane is. And don't go outside the lane and just continue to build with Justin in his passing uh, game. He's got to get better at passing the football. There's no doubt about it, but it's got to be run, play, action, and then just continue to build the pocket scheme. Yeah. Speaking about the lane, Jim, I love the running back room. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good room. I like the Bears. I think I think Herbert's better than what people think. He's got some juice to him. I like what Foreman has done. He's a big bruiser. Uh, Rashawn is going to get – he's impressed with his blocking. You know, just a lot of people don't know about him because he was – he was behind Bijan Robinson, you know, and I, I think, you know, and I think that says a little bit about him. You know, he could have transferred. He could have left there like a lot of guys do and gone somewhere else and probably been the man. And he elected to, to see it out. And then here he's with the Chicago Bears. So I'm excited about him. Ryan Poles called him his favorite player in the draft. Hmm. So he's obviously been looked at very thoroughly by Chicago, and Chicago's lucky to have them. All right, a couple of nuggets around the league, because I know you do the serious uh, XM show where you're talking all about league issues. I, I, I'm going to be laying in the middle of the road in the fetal position if Jordan Love is going to be a star. <laughs> and, 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 like, he looked uh, pretty good this weekend. Um, I know you haven't been to their camp, but but I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried. Uh, what's he going to be, Jim? Yeah, well, I think when you look at when Aaron Rodgers took over, he was a 6-10 and 10 his, his first year. And there were a lot of young players on that offensive side of the ball. All their skill position players, other than A.J. Dillon and Jones, from the tight ends to the receivers, are all very young. So I'm surprised they surrounded Jordan Love with such a young cast, is, is my take. Because normally you have uh, veterans around a young quarterback because he hasn't played a lot. Um I thought he was a very raw player coming out of college. Like I asked him a question at the combine about a hard count. He didn't even know what a hard count was. And here he gets drafted by one of the best hard count quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers in, in league history. So I hope he's learned a lot from him. Hopefully he can emulate him. But, you know, I'm expecting middle of the pack. I, I do not think the Packers are a dominant team whatsoever. That division's wide open for the Bears to take. I think you mentioned to us earlier also uh that that you've been to see the Lions. What did you what did you see from them? They were a sexy pick from a lot of people last year. Yeah. I th- their offense, they were up and running and ready to go. Jared Goff was probably one of the better quarterbacks I saw on the camp tour. Uh Kenny Pickett was on point, Trevor Lawrence was on point, and I would say Geno Smith those were probably the top quarterbacks I saw where they were just executing at a high level. Detroit's offense will be ready to roll. They are very, uh, they have everything installed, and there's nothing that they can't do, in my opinion. Jim, we appreciate your time. Keep up the great work with Adam Amin. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. All right. Thank you, guys. Good to be with you. There's Jim Miller. Like I said, I, uh, I covered him, and, you know, it was a big surprise uh, when he came to the Bears and he put up. Uh, some big numbers in in a short period of time. I'm trying to think what year that was. If that was '99, right when he uh, he was out of football for a little bit, and 
came back off the scrap heap, and then he was uh, the quarterback, him and Shane Matthews, in the 2001 season. When he, the year he had a big year? Is that what you're saying, Sylvie? No, remember, the I think uh, in 01, he was their starting quarterback, but when he first got to the Bears, and remember, he put up those three or four games, and I, there was one or two of them he put up over 400 yards in. I think that was 99. And he also had the uh, the suspension that year, too. Um, I think that was 99, though. That's that's. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever. It was 25. Usually trust your trust, trust your memory that's because my, it's usually my, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you are correct. 1999 yeah. is when he had uh, those three starts for the Bears. Yeah, that's right in the heart of... Uh, yeah, that's true. ...of, of me covering, uh, covering the Bears. And then a one season was magical. Look, I like talking to guys who play the position of the people we're actually focused on. I really do. Like, Jim is a perfect guy to talk to when you're talking about quarterbacks. Right. What does Justin need to improve on to take that next step? When you see Tyson ba- uh, Bajent, what do you see? What do you like about him? You know, what What do you feel is his, you know, how does he project? So, um, you know, talking to Jim about y- your Chicago Bear quarterbacks is always beneficial. Shefty was on um, uh, NFL, what, what's NFL the Live? NFL Live. And he gave an update on Tevin Jenkins. Uh, Credit Brad Biggs for first reporting this story in the Tribune that uh, Tevin Jenkins could miss some regular season action. This came out of nowhere. Again, Tevin Jenkins in their last practice, after the practice, spoke about that day's practice. If a player is injured, the Bears usually don't let them speak. Keep this in mind. Like... um, uh, there was a wide receiver this past week who who got hurt, and the Bears did was that. Pettis, Jones? No, I think it was Pettis. Pettis, I think, got banged up in this last game, and like the Bears, people went to him. The Bears didn't let him speak. He said, "Look, I I, I can't speak because the Bears won't." Don't want me to talk. Has Chase Claypool talked at all since he tweaked his hamstring? Usually they're not, and that's usually why. Like Nate Davis, when Nate Davis. Went up there, and even though he was very weird with the how he uh, handled it, how he handled it, it was a sign that he was okay because the Bears don't usually let injured players speak. I'm respectfully, I don't want to talk about that. Even though he made it awkward, they didn't want to talk about it. But the Bears don't let injured guys go up on the podium, so that's something we know going forward too. And if someone gets hurt, they usually don't let them speak. So that's why it was weird. Thursday after the practice, Tevin Jenkins is talking. This isn't the first time that we have had this type of reaction to a Tevin Jenkins injury, is it? Like, this is, it feels like we've gone through this process before. Yeah, he's been banged up quite often. The availability part is what we're scratching our heads about. Because he has shown that he can be very good when available. Correct. So Tevin Jenkins... Uh, Big Z first reported this. This was the Schefter update, and and listen to this because Shefty, I don't, I think he adds in there that he's not heard of this, and it makes you go, hmm. Kevin Jenkins is dealing with what I'm told is two strained calves. Both calves oh. are strained at this point in time. He is expected to miss the start of the season. We'll see when he can get back out there. He injured his leg last week. I think it's actually both legs. I think it's both calves. I've never heard of that me before. Neither. But that's what I was told to me and described to me, and that'll be a loss for the Bears offensive line. I, and I, I'm at a loss for words. Like, with these Bears offensive line injuries, 
I, I don't know what to think. Like, and and Cody that, Whitehair's hand injury. Nobody's talked about that, have they? No, but it, like the the one thing that I'm hoping for is that after Cody Whitehair got hurt, he went back onto the. He didn't practice, but he was back. I think on the sideline, and I don't think his hand was wrapped. Okay. <clears throat> like no one reported any rap or or else we would have known what hand. Correct. But now now again, Tevin Jenkins finished Thursday's practice, which was their last practice, and now we find out that he doesn't have one strained calf, he has two? Yeah, I when when did this happen? I don't know. This reminds me of the Stroman stuff from Friday. It's really like hearing Schefter talk about it. It's really hard to strain both calves, right? Because usually you hurt one leg, not both. You know what I'm saying? Like, is he? he he's not jumping up and down, is he? Right? Like, how would you I strain look, both I don't, calves? I, this is again. I, I would. I, I wouldn't even venture a guess. I have like no. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't be even be, be willing to make a guess as to how this happened and, and how significant it is. Kevin Jenkins is dealing with what I'm told is. Two strained calves. Both calves oh. are strained at this point in time. He is expected to miss the start of the season. We'll see when he can get back out there. He injured his leg last week. I think it's actually both legs. I think it's both calves. I've never heard of that me before. Neither. But that's what I was told to me and described to me. And that will be a loss for the Bears offensive line. Obviously. And and to talk about that, I mean, like you said, he had a, he met the media the Thursday afternoon after practice. And that was their last. As Jim Miller said, they've been off Friday. The starters didn't play Saturday. They were off yesterday. And they had a walkthrough today. This was reported by Big Z yesterday. Yes. And look, this is significant enough that it, they're suggesting he's going to miss the start of the NFL season. What happened? Uh, yeah, and, and big picture as you zoom out. Look, again, like protection is an issue. It has been an issue, and it's something that they've addressed. They moved Cody Whitehair into center. They moved Tevin Jenkins to left guard. They signed Nate Davids. They drafted Darnell Wright. Like, they've done a lot to try to improve the pass protection this year. And now, currently, you've got a question about your left guard spot, with Tevin Jenkins expected to miss at least the start of the season. Cody Whitehair's got a hand injury. Here's hoping that it's... Nothing big, and he's back at practice tomorrow. And Nate Davis has, let's just say at the very least, he's probably behind schedule a little bit and still in the ramp-up stage. But you're de- and you've you're got a rookie right tackle. Should I take Sean right now, Kevin? If this It says idea on Tevin Jenkins' injury. What do you got, Sean? Yeah, hey there, Sylvie. Um, uh, my name is uh, Sean Dunn. I actually played Division One baseball at Bradley University. Um, I had a very bad um, back injury, a herniated disc. And what it did to me was it totally knocked out my feeling all the way down to my calf. And I'd literally be walking. I remember when it happened at 630 in the morning before our classes. And I'm I'm walking to class with a massive limp because I, I can't use my calf. So um, I'm really thinking that this might be, I know this is a chronic issue with Tevin Jenkins. I, I think it is a back again. So you think this could have stemmed from the back? Yeah. I, I don't want to play yeah. like WebMD here. I don't Google <laughs> it. I wouldn't Google it. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, never a bad idea. Crap. Yeah. I, look, but I, Sean, thank you. 
I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to connect the dots. We're, I'm not we're a getting doctor. a bunch of those. I've strained both of my. This is from Dave Todd. I've strained both my calves, but one was strained for about a week before the other one went from compensating from the first. You wonder if like he had like a a, a tweak in one, and then and he was practicing through it because he he wants to be available, and then that strained the other one. Let me know when you're ready. Huh. Let me know when you're ready. Who, Not me? You. No. Oh. Connect the dots? Come yeah, on, him. it's your turn, Waddle. Connect the dots. No, I mean, let him... It's let... the dot game. Sylvie went, now you go. No. We got to make squares. Let Come me on. know. Let me know when you're ready, and we'll put you in. Mm. Unfortunately, this seems to be something that happens all too often. All right, so that's the latest there. Uh, the good, the bad, the dirty. We could That could be your bad or your dirty. Uh, our recap of the weekend and anything else we have on our mind coming up next. The good. It's gone! Oh my God! The bad. That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal. And the dirty. I put my mask. Uh, wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. The good, the bad, the dirty. It's a recap of the weekend or anything else we experienced since we've last been together. So we go around the room with Waddle Me. Kevin's in for Tyler and Meller. By the way, I think your greatest suggestion, I know it's a different segment. It's on Fridays. Maybe the greatest suggestion you've ever given me was to watch quarterback series on Netflix. Well done. That was like I'm surprised you were late to that party. I didn't even know it was out. By the way, uh, you know what I'm watching? That was your suggestion, which and I think uh, w- while we're complimenting each other, is I'm watching Hijack on Apple. Well, you, who, you're talking. Sammy's outside. I know. Something's going on. Sammy, outside. we're doing a radio show oh, here. Oh, don't listen to him, Sammy. I'm looking to get the information. What, What's going on? What, what, is, what is he telling uh, you? What's going on outside? What's going on outside? Oh, really? Yeah. We got how many fire engines? Uh, we got a truck. We got an ambulance. We got a lot going on down there. There's like four uh, fire trucks. Yeah. But I'm I'm watching uh, Hijack on Apple. I'm four episodes in. Yeah. Great. You like it? I, I love liked it. it. I didn't love it. Oh, I, I love it. it. Yeah. I love it. What's going on? There's another What's show. What's the mission here? Like I. You're going to find out. Yeah. You're going to find out. Is, is that the one with Idris Elba? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. I heard it was all right. It's good. I thought. I think it's great. It's held by attention. I'm watching Lioness as well on, uh, I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's it's Paramount Plus. Very good. Same guy, Taylor Sheridan, who has out all these shows. Yellowstone. And yeah. He's making money. Anyway, I didn't mean did to you, derail did us. Did you but. watch, this is turning into what to watch for. Yeah. Uh, have you? Uh, did you guys uh, watch last night's episode of... Uh, I saw the first twenty minutes. I and I fell asleep, yeah. so I didn't get. To, oh, I thought it was great. You, we got we got some Larry Bird action. I was going to say I saw the first twenty minutes of it. We got a very pimply Larry Bird yes. last night. Yes, very Larry Bird centric yes. episode right. of Winning Time. So it's brought to you by Finishing Chicago. What's uh, what's your good? Wow, uh, my good is uh, I was going to say Jordan Love, but I didn't want to break your heart. He does look solid. He looks like he's unfazed by what he's being asked to do. Uh, but I like watching some of these young rookie quarterbacks perform, like Tyson Bajan. Do mm-hmm. you remember the kid from Purdue, Aiden O'Connell? Tall guy. Look, I mean, like, doesn't really look the part of NFL quarterback, kind of, you know, doughy. 
He's tearing preseason he? Oh, my God. He's throwing darts every single weekend. I think he's thrown for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Where is he? He's with the Las Vegas Raiders. So he's backing up Jimmy G. He's dealing. Like, you, if you get a chance to see, like, NFL Network plays all of the games, uh, like, over the pass. course of time. But, like, if you are an NFL, uh, you I'm know, surprised kind of you're watching out-of-town preseason action. I mean, what, 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 I don't know. And what are you going to do? Plus, you get to see the highlights as well. So you start with the highlights, and then you watch some of the game. But uh, he's been really good. So he's my good. I love watching, uh, you know, young quarterbacks ripping up second-string defenses. Aiden O'Connell, Purdue rookie, killing people out there with a rifle of an arm. Okay. Uh, this, this could be taken as good or bad. I'm going to spin this as good. Uh, I opened up uh, the old X machine, formerly Twitter, over the weekend, and started t- fighting with people. No, Tucker Barnhart was uh, DFA'd. It's good. Tucker Barnhart's no longer on this team, the Cubs team. And the good thing about this is, is they have not been shy to DFA their mistakes. Now, the other side of this, and why this could be bad, is they've got a lot of dead money from a lot of these guys that they did sign. Tucker Barnhart was signed to a two-year deal. So they have dead money on him next year. Trey Mancini, they have dead money on him next year. They did part with him uh, earlier. So I do like that they they didn't say, well, he signed for next year. We must keep him and hurt our squad for this year. They saw that these guys weren't helpful, weren't good anymore, and they moved on from them. So I think it's a, it's a decent thing. It opened up another roster spot in the major league level. It opens up another roster spot in the 40-man roster. So good on the Cubs for not being scared to take on dead money. Because let, let's face it, it's dead money even when they're still on the roster because they're not performing. So even though you may not cut them, that's still dead-ass money. What'd you say? It was two years? They signed him to a two-year yeah, deal? They, 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 they yeah. promised him two years. Same with Mancini. And as you were saying to me in the break, this also probably means that there's no chance that Stroman's coming back. He was Stroman's personal catcher. Um, that's a whole weird thing, too. What do you got, Meller? All right, so uh, you were talking about guys who were smoking hot this weekend. Yeah, you know it. Dealing, man. Dealing. Not not sure if you guys caught this, but uh, Julio Rodriguez was absolutely ridiculous over the weekend. He set a Major League Baseball record with 17 hits over a four-game period. At one point, he had hits in nine consecutive at-bats. Absolutely just could not make an out all weekend long. He had hits of four, four, five, and four. Wow. Like, Like, just was absurd. And he got one hit yesterday, and so the Mariners choose to give him a breather against the White Sox tonight. So he's he's not playing? Well, I mean, he was the hottest player in baseball. The Mariners are in the thick of a wild card race, but they're playing the White Sox, so they want to give their star player I mean, a breather. There's a reason to go to the Sox game tonight, to go see him play, and That's now he's on I'm the saying. lineup. That's what I'm saying, Waddle. It it's kind of annoying. I was going. Now Boy, I'm not. Two of those games, they got their ass kicked against the Rockies, didn't they? Yeah. They rebounded yesterday, <laughs> but like, what was the one game? What was it? Was 13 to what? What was the first game? It was in that one, series? one billion to two. 15 to one, I think, was the final, was it? I, 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 they I feel so bad for they were losing. Five, I mean, he's just. They were losing five to one at the end of the second in both, both Friday what, what? and Thursday. 
What happened to Kopech? He's not very good. It's it's, it's he he's, he's my a, favorite he's a, player. He's a closer. How about yeah, that for that you? Might be it. Well, is he or is it is the White Sox in a a thing where they can't get the mm. best out of any of the players? Mm. At some point, you're a professional, and and yes, they're not Lance great at Lynn developing looks people. Good. Yeah, he looks like he's going to start right, game one. But for the I, I can guarantee you he didn't go to L.A. and all of a sudden start following the direction of Mark Pryor. No, but he's also a veteran who's been there and done that. Kopech's a guy who needs development and help. And, and truth be told, the, the Dodgers have changed Lance Lynn's pitch selection. Why does Why does Dylan Cease stink again? Remember how I, bad I, Jake Diekman was in April for the White Sox? He's been fantastic for the race since they picked him up. I'm just saying to you at some I'm not I'm not dismissing what you're saying. What I'm saying is at some point as well, it's the responsibility of the player. It, it, you, I, These I, are I professionals. It. Jake Berger still have a four hundred on base with the Marlins. It's nine hundred now. What do you uh, what do you got, Kevin? What's your good? I had a great weekend, so I'm prepared here. Um Saturday night, I don't know if you guys are UFC fans or uh, or anything like that. I know we got a few here at the station, but uh, great main event on Saturday. Sugar Sean O'Malley becoming the new bantamweight champion. I think we should uh, call Ch- you Sugar, Sugar Sylvie. Sugar. Sugar Sylvie. You are very sweet, Sylvie. That's true. Uh, that is, uh, you're the sugar first Sylvie. one to have ever said that. Yeah, it's we more call like, you uh, Sugar Sylvie. It's more like the artificial sugar, though, like the uh, sweet and low. Sweet yeah. and low it's Sylvie. Like a little saccharine. Yeah. Yeah. Saccharine ooh, Sylvie. Ooh. There it is. Stevie. Is it called? What's it called? What is Stevie it? Sylvie. Yeah. Uh, Sean O'Malley, the Gen Z pink braided tattooed striker, won the bantamweight title against Aljamain Sterling with a right 51 seconds into the second round. Down goes. What's his name? Down goes Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, man, or so. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's for later. I got that. So uh, keep your eye out for uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, the UFC's newest superstar, marketable charismatic, colorful young man. So you're a big uh, UFC guy, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like the UFC. Uh, I, I like uh, wrestling, which is, you know, not real, uh, not real fighting. Whoa, so whoa. I, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I like, I like the, the real, I like the fake. I, I, I watch it all. I take it all in. Very good. You and Jordan Sherwood should get together. Jordan's like the king of the yeah, UFC. Abdallah, I know, is a big yeah. uh, UFC guy. Yeah, absolutely. They do a podcast, right? Yeah, still no name for it. Well, they should, they should have you on. What do you got? Uh, what do you got, uh, Waddle? My bad, your bad is they're unsettled. The Bears are unsettled offensive line. I don't like this. I don't like this as we creep towards. You don't know, like the double uh, pulling of the calf. I don't like any of it. I don't like Cody White here having a hand problem. I don't like Nate Davis still being ramped up. I don't like their offensive line being in flux right now. I know they're not playing for a couple of weeks when it counts, but this is not something that I'm really. I'm happy about. I, I, I get, don't like I it. Get it's you. bad. Well, I mean, listen, you, Darnell Wright needs reps with the guys that are going to be next to him over the course of the next several seasons next to him now. Yeah. He's not getting that. Big Z uh, reported that uh, Tevin Jenkins has a leg injury, and then as Shafty reported today, that Tevin Jenkins, from what he's hearing, has two strained calves. Bo- on bo- There's a strained calf on both legs. I don't know. How do you su- How do you say that? Strength calves? Yeah. He's got... Yeah? Yeah. He's crazy. Um, did you see what Pete Alonzo did? I think it was Friday night. Did with he the, hit a dong? No, with the the, um, the St. Louis Cardinals new shortstop. Oh, yes. yes, the rookie. So he had his first hit. It was an infield hit of his career. 
Pete Alonzo had the baseball. Oh no! And he What'd whipped he it. He whipped it into the crowd. Pete Alonzo dead. Why? No, it was he. He goofed. It was an infield hit, so I yeah. think Alonzo was frustrated, and so he whipped it into the oh. crowd. Now it was in St. Louis, so they whipped it back. So no, like the there was like one of the um, ushers went up there and talked the woman into giving the ball back. They got the ball back. To Alonzo's credit, he apologized twice during the game, and then eventually sent over. Like a, a bottle of alcohol to the kid, and like a signed, I think a baseball bat or something, uh, across the hall. The oh, very I was next day. say maybe in the dugout. That'd be great if someone delivered a nice bottle of scotch and a and a and a, and a big steak. So like it was a douchey move, but he did make up for it. So it gets some bad, but the polar bear makes amends for it. But an unintentional it, 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 douchey move. I don't know. Is it really douchey if it's not intentional? I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But he got booed. Oh, he got booed by that Cardinal f- crowd. Uh, but it was quite funny. I, I enjoyed it. Anything against the Cardinals, I enjoy. Miller, what's your bad? Uh, this one is uh, this one is tough to read. It, it definitely tears at the heartstrings here. Olga Carmona, who was named the Golden Ball winner for Spain, she scored. The game-winning goal against England. Somebody give her a kiss on the lips that no, she wasn't no, asking for. No, but what she found out after the game is that her dad had passed away oh. just hours before the game. So she played Not the biggest knowing. game of her career. She scored the game-winning goal, and then after the game, finds out that her dad her dad had died. She posted, though I will say on Instagram, a very uh, heartwarming note. It said, "Without knowing it." I had my own star before the game even started. I know that you gave me the strength to achieve something unique. I know you've been watching me tonight, and you are proud of me. Rest in peace, Dad. So, was he sick? Did this happen out of out of nowhere? I don't know the fullest extent of what happened. So, wow, that's a that's a crazy story. <laughs> the Golden Ball winner, like for Player of the Tournament, and then she finds out after. Yeah, crazy. What do you got, Kevin? Well, it's going to be tough to follow that one up, but uh, this this one's more personal for me. Um, it was, it's a beautiful day out here in, in the city of Chicago today. Very warm yesterday, as you guys might have noticed. I lost all power for about three hours Ooh. at my apartment yesterday. No air conditioning, obviously. No internet. None, none of the good stuff. Called ComEd. Uh, they said it wasn't on their end, so I had to do the whole runaround. I had to try to get a hold of my building management company. They were closed on Sunday. Oh, yeah. It always happens on the Sunday. Yeah, so I had to track down the, the manager's personal phone number. She didn't get back to me, so I'm sitting there sweltering three hours in my apartment. Uh, it was unpleasant. Did you go somewhere? You should have went somewhere. I went to Starbucks for a little bit, but I have a cat, For too. a hot coffee? No, for, for an iced tea. Uh, but I have a cat, too, so I didn't want to leave the cat in there. I, I figured we'd have to go through it together. You know what I mean? We got to stick together. It's my butt. That, you know what? That is a dedicated uh, animal parent right there. Thank you. Well done. Can't just abandon the cat. No, no man. No. I brought that thing back with me from Texas. We're locked at the hip now. Very good. Do you ever put the cat on a leash and take the cat out for a walk? Cat loves going outside. Yeah. He absolutely. Like on a leash. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. that's cool. It's a catwalk. Cat. <laughs> Very good. All right. Our dirties coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. 
Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. In the middle of uh, the good, the bad, the dirty, on to our dirties right now. Brought to you by Finishing Chicago. What was dirty that you experienced? Uh, this is something that you told me earlier today. I thought it was dirty that the Bulls actually held Bulls Fest. And only Tory Craig and Javon Carter were there to uh, to greet the fans. I saw this, the uh, guest list of people taking pictures. And it was like Kendall Gill, which was cool, Fantastic. and Will Perdue, and yeah. Horace Grant. Nice list of Nate, former players. Nate Robinson. But then it, I, I'm like, okay, where's Demar? Where's, where's um, Zach? Where's all the? Where's Vooch? Vooch just got paid. Yeah, Vooch should be hugging a bunch of guys. I would say so. I thought it was kind of dirty that you know you have Fan Fest and like, most of the it? existing current team wasn't there. It is. It's weird. Like, if you do a fan fest, I think you've got to have your team there. So I thought that was. You're asking fans to show up for your games. The fans have something to celebrate them, and your players don't even show up. Um, my my dirty is. Did you? I sent this guy to you guys. It was a video uh, yesterday in Cleveland. Uh, the the Tigers were there, and. Uh, Miguel Cabrera was being honored. I think it was his last game in Cleveland. And they gave him a guitar. And during the presentation, Jose Ramirez was a part of the people giving him the guitar. Uh, As Miguel Cabrera was accepting it, Miguel Cabrera got in the fighting stance. Jose Ramirez. Having a little fun with Jose Ramirez. Yes, as, as Tim Anderson is the butt of the joke. It's dirty. It's dirty. Well, it's going to remain dirty for quite some time. Yeah. That won't go away anytime soon. Meller, you're dirty. You are dirty, Meller. So my dirty, I'm sure you guys saw over the weekend, Jimmy Graham was arrested after what was being called a an episode from a seizure. He was apparently on, or he was arrested Friday night on suspicion of being under the influence of narcotics and for obstructing police officers. But Saints team doctors believe that Graham had a seizure that resulted in him becoming disoriented. So uh, that whole entire situation is a tough one to monitor. So hopefully all is going well for the former Bears tight end. Now, remember, as I pointed out, he was involved in a pretty serious bike accident in the offseason. Maybe that stems from that. Who knows? Uh, And Kevin, wrap us up. Yeah, I got an ugly one. So I just moved to a new neighborhood uh, recently. You know, been scoping out the uh, the area, places to hang out. There's a great bar literally right on my street. It's going to be like my new local hangout, right? So we go there for uh, on Saturday night, uh, me and a couple friends. It's going, uh, it's going great. Having some beverages. Uh, cute waitress. She, she's, you know, feeling the vibe on the table. I'm risen her up a little bit. What? I'm rising her up. A what does that bit. mean? You know, I'm running my game. Okay. Yeah. Riz. Rizzing her Is up. Is that like Rizzo as like an homage <laughs> no, to Anthony Rizzo? Riz has nothing like to do with Anthony Rizzo. Chari- no? Charisma. Oh, yeah. that's short for charisma. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's uh, conversation. So, that is such a lame. I didn't make it up. Yeah. Wow. I didn't make it up. Anyway, the conversation somehow got to stand-up comedy stand-up comedians, and one of my friends that I was with just started vehemently defending Louis C.K. and all of the, uh, you know, unsavory things that he has been accused of, and then it's been going on with him for the last few years. Completely killed the vibe. Now I'm worried to go back to this bar, which is right down the street. It's a great spot, good food, 
good beverages, good people. And now he is already attempting to kill my local bar with his wild, problematic takes. Totally ugly situation. <laughs> Don't let him go into your bar with you again. Yeah. Or keep him away. Yeah, he's one of my best friends. Could that, just... re- could that reflect better on you that he was such a deplorable person? Maybe he made you look better. I guess you could paint it that way like, if you're an optimist, yeah. That would be good. I'll we'll find let's, out. Let's go with that yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop I don't let it kill your riz, bro. I'm, he's trying, to bring, let me, kill your trying to bring down my riz. What can I say? <laughs> so we can give, we become such yeah. a lazy society where we, we can't even say that. charisma. Yeah, we got to say riz. Yeah. Like what? Like in the hesitation move is the, the hezzy. The hezzy. All right. Uh, coming up next. Um, a, a, a Bears player has not one but two injured legs. Is that possible? You'll hear from a, an insider who explains it next.